How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We're rolling out of you here today on episode 369 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on a special Tuesday edition of The Hotter Show. And we have a wonderful episode for you here today. And I try to every single week right here on The Hotter Show. We are sitting down with my buddy, professional wrestling referee and promoter of Slam the Stigma Wrestling, Brian Renda. And we have a really wonderful chat all about the Slam the Stigma promotion and the show that they have coming up this Saturday, April 15th. We talk at length about what exactly Slam the Stigma is as an organization and what they're trying to do and the charitable events that they are doing for mental health, as well as just mental health in general. This was a really powerful conversation about mental health in general. And I'm, I'm so honored to have had Brian on to talk about that and share some of his story and his journey and also talk a little bit about mine myself. And it's so important to talk about this. And I'm uh, very grateful to be able to do that. And of course, we talked a little bit about Brian's journey into the crazy world of professional wrestling and what you guys can expect from the event this Saturday, April 15th at Slam the Stigma, which I will have some links down below. So stay tuned for all of that. Before we jump in, I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who supported last week's episode of the show, in which I did a albums that made me all about saliva is back into your system, as well as kind of a tribute to Wayne Sweeney, the guitarist of Slaver, who passed away a few weeks ago. I implore you all, if you did not check out that episode, please do so and look at the description of that podcast, as there is a GoFundMe link for Wayne's daughter. Uh, definitely, if you are able to and you're a big fan of saliva. Go support that. It would really uh, help out. Obviously, every dollar helps. And uh, one more time, rest in peace, Wayne Sweeney. Thank you for all of the wonderful music. And on the other side of the break here, folks, we're going to jump into my chat with professional wrestling referee and slam the stigma promoter, Brian Renda. Once we hear a word from the sponsors who are helping the harder show grow. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're here with my favorite professional wrestling referee, Mr. Brian Renda, also the promoter of Slam the Stigma, who has an event coming up this Saturday. Brian, what's up, man? It's good to see you. It is very good to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah, man. I think it's been with life, you know, but 
trying to plan things, but you're someone I've wanted to talk to for a while because I just want to throw this out there. One of the best compliments I ever received in like the history of this podcast was from you randomly at an event. And it just, it just warmed the cockles of my soul. So thank you. Not a problem, man. <laughs> you're a good man. I enjoy your work and I've really enjoyed working with you at the events. It's something I always look forward to when I know that uh, I'll be there with Jay setting up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Brian. Okay, cool. All right. All right. The referee is in the house, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have those guys and stripes once in a while. They got to do a job or two. Once in a while, they'll stay upright too. Try and keep the peace. Take a hit yeah, or two. <laughs> try not to fall down. Have a little nap during a match, you know. <laughs> Well, for sure. And we we obviously got a ton of ground to cover today. Obviously, I want to talk about your journey as a professional wrestling referee and how that all started and everything, professional <laughs> wrestling in general. But I would love to start with the fact that we are just days away now from your event happening, Slam the Stigma. First and foremost, let's talk about the event itself. What's going on? Where is it? Who are we going to be seeing perform at it? Okay, so this event has been something we've been working on myself and the rest of uh, the team for the last, I would say, probably at least three to four years. This was definitely something we started uh, pre-pandemic. We had initially been hoping to do this um, probably around the time the pandemic actually started. Uh, so the timing wasn't great. And as uh, everybody has been having to adjust for the last couple of years, we've all had to be uh, putting things on hold. Life is what happens when you make plans, right? So Slam the Stigma itself is uh, a charitable endeavor that we're trying to do for mental health. Um, mental health is something that does affect a great deal of people, whether they speak about it or not. Uh, if it doesn't touch you or somebody that you are very close to, it probably touches somebody you deal with every day, probably every hour. Um, whether it's somebody you work with, whether it's somebody you encounter in the street, mental health is something that affects everybody greatly. And uh, it's something that doesn't get the same attention, unfortunately, as physical health. Um, and there is a lot of stigmatization about mental health, which is part of what we're trying to dispel. And it is called Slam the Stigma. Now, the event itself um, is uh, in Oshawa, Ontario on April 15th. And we are doing a wrestling event for uh, the Frontenac Youth Services uh, charity in Oshawa. Uh, what this uh, group does is they work with a lot of uh, younger people, um, I believe up to 16, um, and help them with mental health problems and different things that they do. Now, um, this is a charity that is very near and dear to one of my partner's uh, uh, heart uh, because uh, they did help um, his sister who unfortunately uh, did pass for mental health related reasons. Um, so it's something that was very important to him. Uh, it's something that's very important to everybody that was involved in this group. So what our goal is for this, aside from obviously raising funds for the charity, is we want to also show people that there are a lot of people who are dealing with mental health and that they are not alone. And imp more importantly, try to connect them with other people who are either going through mental health or have uh, resources that they can use to help people with uh, mental health uh, treatments and things like that nature. So what is important for us is not just raising funds, but raising awareness and connecting people with either people who are going through things like that or people who can help them with things like that. And a lot of the talent on the show themselves has also had mental health um, related things that they're dealing with and they're very, very vocal about it. So it just goes to show it's not just something that affects somebody who maybe seems like they're struggling. Some people who are doing very, very well for themselves, some of the people who are wrestling on TV, even they also are going through this. So it's just something we want to bring to everybody's attention, particularly after the pandemic. It's something that affected somebody um, that, you know, it guaranteed during the pandemic even more than maybe normal because the pandemic was really hard on all of us. So we're using wrestling as the device to bring people together and we're trying to put on a good show, entertain families. It's going to be a family friendly event and we're going to have a really good time. We're looking forward to it and this will hopefully be the first of many. We want to do this for uh, different areas, for different charities and hopefully do this on a semi-regular basis. That's awesome, man. And it's a, obviously a fantastic cause that you guys are doing and working with charity and that as someone who, you know, I've obviously have my own stars with mental health and uh, uh, people that I speak with on this podcast a lot. It's something that we don't really shy away from to talk about because 
even if it's in a, if it might come off as like, oh, well, I don't want to be a downer, but it's like, no, 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 no. Like there's no, there's no downer. There's no, like, oh, well, I just need to suck it up. Like that's kind of been the mentality for people, even of our generation where it's like, oh, just get over it. Like, don't worry about it. Sweep it under the rug. No one wants to hear about it. That's not necessarily the case. That's something that I think is beautiful that we're seeing really, especially in a post-pandemic world where there's, there is a lot more awareness being raised about it. There's people are okay to, you know, say things like, you know, calling in for a mental health day and not feeling ashamed or their, their employer being like, oh, you know, you're, what do you mean you have a mental health day? Like we all suck it up, like, ah, oh, suck it up. Like my employer in particular, like they're very vocal about the fact that, hey, like your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And that's something really cool that we're seeing, I think, slowly happen is it's, it's becoming more and more of a, of a thing of positivity to talk about and to help people and let everyone know they're not alone. And events like Slam the Stigma is so very important for that. So, I mean, I, I applaud you and your whole team, Ryan, because that's just, uh, that's just awesome. Let's talk about some of the matches. I know that there's still some things to be announced as we're rolling into uh, the, the event here. Uh, this Saturday, as you know, things go awry. <laughs> there has been some changes. Card but, subject to change. Yes, that's the <laughs> yeah. That's in in brackets. Card subject to change. Always, always, always. But walk me through some of the matches that we're going to be seeing. Okay, so on the show we have a mixture of people from across Ontario, Quebec, and also the U.S. One of the goals that we were trying to do with this event on the wrestling side was to bring together talent and matches that generally people don't get a chance to see. Uh, talent that doesn't get a chance to work together, um, bringing people from different areas and bringing people together. Um, because this is a wrestling event, obviously we have to focus on providing um, some entertainment value to people. So that's what we were trying to accomplish through that. We wanted to bring together things that people hadn't already seen rather than what unfortunately sometimes happens is where you see a lot of the same people working the same areas and you don't get a lot of variety. So we were willing to work with a bunch of different companies around the different areas uh, to get different stories, different uh, matches, different talent together. Um, an example of which is we have C4, which is uh, a very big promotion up in the Ottawa area. Um, most people would know it because it is quite well known within uh, Canada and even into the US. Uh, C4 has partnered with us to help us out and to provide a match on the card. We also have a promotion um, called NWF in New Jersey that's helping us out. Um, Smash had given us a little bit of help um, and their promotion based in Toronto that most people are familiar with. We're just doing things with different groups. It's not about competing with other promotions. We're not trying to step on anyone's toes. We are just trying to provide the best value for people to come and have a good time for one day, just forget their troubles and enjoy a good storytelling, good versus evil, very, very friendly for the family type of show. So with that in mind, um, C4, as an example, has provided us with uh, a couple of their talents. Um, we will have a match between Shane Sabre, who is um, a former tag team champion with them, was a uh, regular for quite a long time. Uh, he will be facing Sway Archer, which is a uh, new up and coming talent uh, coming out of Toronto. And he um, has just started getting onto the C4 main cards and doing sh uh, different matches with them. So that is going to be one we're really looking forward to because that uh, is not something that has happened before. And this is something that people maybe down that region may not have seen before. Um, another example of uh, trying to bring people from different areas, we have um, Sheldon Jean, who is uh, currently working with Impact Wrestling, uh, also was uh, by and large pretty much the consensus pick to have one Big Brother Canada um, in uh, 2021 uh, before the pandemic basically shut everything down. Or sorry, 2020, my apologies. Um, he was crushing it and he's done really well for himself. He's going to be facing Tarek, who is from Durham region where the event is being held. Uh, he's also a very well-known wrestler. This is a guy who's been a champion everywhere he's been, uh, including places like Smash, um, he was uh, very heavily featured on C4. He's a guy who's got a lot of play in a lot of different areas and is a very good talent. These two guys are going to put on one hell of a match. These guys are athletic, very hard hitting, and everybody is going to be like at the edge of their seat for those two. We're really excited to see that one. Tarek is a, a graduate of Lance Storm's Wrestling Academy, too, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he? 
Yes. Yeah, um, so that's, yeah. that tells you all you need yeah. to know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, we have people coming from so many different places, so many different promotions, so many different training backgrounds. It's going to be such a, a mixture. There's going to be something for everybody. So, you know, if you like tag matches, we have a Quebec tag team called the Bay City Choir Boys. Now, they haven't gotten a lot of chance to shine in Ontario, but they're very well known in Quebec and Eastern Ontario. Um, Judas Cassidy alone has been working for 20 years. This guy has been all over. He's wrestled everywhere you can possibly be. Um, their opponents are a couple of big boys coming from New York State area, uh, Brute Van Slyke and Nick Sullivan. Um, Brute himself has worked in Japan with the great Muda. So like we're talking about guys who have really gone and done things and been uh, in a lot of places. Um, we are going to be having as well um, a, a pre-show battle royal where the winner is going to be getting an entry spot into the gauntlet match, which will feature uh, one of your favorites, uh, Mr. CJ Felony. He is going to be one of the entrants Yay! in the gauntlet match. <laughs> we all know CJ's got a lot of tricks up his sleeves. Uh, we'll have to see what he's up to that day. Um, but, you know, we're bringing people from all over. Like, so obviously Chinlock as well, which is a promotion that CJ is part of, has been helping us out. We, the good thing about this is we've had a lot of people come together, which just shows the power of what wrestling can do when people set aside their egos, set aside just the petty politics and the drama, and just try to come together for something good. Definitely so. Um, and I know that there's also a uh, junior heavyweight championship match too, I think, right? Yep. We have another one coming up with a couple of upcomers. Um, so we have Andrew Love, who is born and raised in Oshawa. Um, he is defending his When Geeks Collide Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, a belt that he has defended all over. In fact, he literally just defended it in Halifax last night. So this is a belt that's well-traveled. Um, he has been doing this for uh, only a few years, but he has already done all these things. He's been on WWE. Um, he has traveled all over. This is a guy who started off before most of us even know what we want to do with our life. His opponent, same thing. Uh, Matisse Meyer is a great young talent coming out of Quebec and out of Eastern Ontario. Um, these guys are going to put on like one hell of a match. I am really excited to see it's going to be nonstop. And Matisse has been doing this since he was 12 years old. You know, we're not talking about people who, you know, are just uh, fly by night people. These are people who are coming in and have had a background and done a lot of things. And we're trying to give them a platform as well to be able to branch out into different areas and be able to work with people that they generally wouldn't like we have all kinds of people coming together one match i'm excited to announce and i was saving this for you because i know that you're going to be quite interested to hear okay. this one it's going to be a tag team battle so this is a perfect example of trying to bring people together who generally don't really have a chance to work together necessarily or don't necessarily get to be seen in areas like durham in oshawa so on one side of the ring we're going to have the current smash tag team champions books and looks Great team coming out of southwestern Ontario. They are right now, like I said, at the top of the game at Smash Wrestling, which is a big promotion in Toronto area. They also run down in London and other areas in southern Ontario. They're going to be facing a team that I know is near and dear to your heart. And uh, I think that that grin on your face says, I think you know who I'm talking about. It's going to be your boys, Alexander Cable and John Kane. We're going to have the Fear beard. the Beard. Fear yes. the beard, folks. Yes. Fear the nice. beard. They're a very rough and uh, tumble team, as uh, I'm sure you would agree with, TJ. As someone who has interviewed them, uh, <laughs> it's an intimidating process, you know, but then you interview them separate and it's, it's you think, oh, maybe it'll be different. No, it's still just as intimidating. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. The big shout outs to uh, my dear friends, Fear the Beard. Yes. So Fear the Beard will be challenging them. And we do have a few more matches that we're still ready to announce uh, that will be coming up probably in the next day or two uh, that we haven't posted publicly yet. But there's going to be a lot. There's going to be tag matches. There's going to be like spectacle. There's going to be high flying. There's going to be everything you would want. And the good news is it's going to be in a very family friendly environment. I know wrestling, unfortunately, for some has a very negative connotation as a violent, crass type of uh, activity. 
uh, we're trying to bring it back to something that you could watch with your whole family. Like, you know, this is going back to even the roots of everybody that's involved in Slam the Stigma. Like, we all got into wrestling at a very young age. We all got involved in wrestling because of our roots with our families and being able to go and watch these shows with families. That's something we want to do. And we want to make sure that people can feel safe in that environment to do so. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. Like one thing I love about Chinlock so much is it, it also has that very family friendly element to it. Um, even CJ Felony, when you're <laughs> as much as you may not agree with some of his tactics, the former reigning and defending uh, Chinlock heavyweight <laughs> champion, the true Chinlock heavyweight champion, but we'll get to that maybe another time. I think that that's something that like for me, I, I love that kind of professional wrestling. It's fun. It's, it's just, you can really just enjoy it. You don't have to worry about as much as yes, we grew up with, you know, the DXs and the stone cold Steve Austin. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes there's just something great about being able to watch this spectacle of near superhero like athletes with your, with your young kids and, and people of, of all ages and just enjoy the spectacle of it. So that's really, that's really awesome to hear, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. So, well, so folks, you guys are actually hearing this uh, on the 11th, April 11th, Tuesday. I'm posting this early. So keep it locked on the slam the stigma social media. I will have a link down below uh, for that because there's like, like Brian said, there's more to come. So very excited about that. Before we move on, I just really quickly want to uh, point something out here because I absolutely love the Slam the Stigma logo. I just, it is fantastic with the uh, the colors and then also the, um, why am I drawing a blank on the, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, I'm, the, I'm assuming the you're, punctuation you're, in there. What the, the hell is that The semicolon? The se yeah. Wow. It's all good. I'm leaving that in, folks. It's the no semicolon. Uh, hey, we're knowing live, folks. what that means. Yeah, we're live here, folks. <laughs> we're live, pal. <laughs> that is a gene, uh, gene Oakland deep cut, folks. Oh, um, yes. With the semicolon, knowing what that does uh, mean in the mental health world. It's just a, a really fantastic logo. Thank you. So our good friend and somebody that is also a good friend of The Hotter Show as well, um, Jason Reese at Jaybird Digital Arts, was the one who came up with all our graphics. He's been on board since day one. As soon as he heard we were doing this, he jumped right on board. He has been phenomenal with everything he has done. He has jumped through a million hoops for us. Um, when we've had to change the card up uh, significantly for various reasons that we couldn't control, he jumped right in, made sure he made whatever changes were necessary. Jay has been an absolute treasure, a pro. He's a good friend. I love working with him at shows, and we are very, very lucky to have him. People don't understand how hard it is to find somebody who's willing to go that extra mile in something like this. Jay does it all the time, and he is an awesome man. We love working with him. Just Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, just to touch on really quickly with the uh, symbolism for the logo, you were mentioning the semicolon. For those uh, who may not be aware of what that represents, um, so first we chose the green because that is the color of mental health. But the uh, semicolon is something that is very important to the mental health movement. Um, essentially, uh, a lot of people who go through mental health have had their times where, unfortunately, they weren't sure if they could continue. The semicolon in both mental health and in uh, writing is a pause. It's where somebody takes a step back. They, they take a moment and catch their breath and keep going on. It's very important to us uh, to have that in our logo because the mental health aspects that have affected so many people where people have been in that moment where they were in not a great place and in a very dark spot perhaps, and they were able to pause, catch their breath, realize they were not alone and there is strength in numbers and keep going. It's something that is really important to us and to the mental health movement. And we wanted to make sure that was included in there. Definitely is a uh, a beautiful message. Uh, you know, obviously, yes, the logo looks great and everything, but the message behind the logo. I remember when I first saw it, I was just like, "That's that's awesome!" Just a great incorporation of all that, and uh, it's going to be a really fantastic event, man. And I, I can't wait to, you know, to hear all about it and and you know, see what how everything has gone, and you know, uh, see the beards uh, win the Smash <laughs> Tag Team Championship and CJ Felony win. But you know, that's that's beside the point here, folks. Well, but <laughs> I just want to make clear that the Smash titles aren't on the line. 
But my apologies. That's on me. Okay. okay. Well, hey, a, they might take them anyway. But knowing the beards, knowing the beards, the beards don't seem to care much about rules. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up leaving Oshawa with the belts, regardless of whether they win or not. <laughs> they regardless of whether they they're on the on yeah. the line. Don't That's take just them anyway. how uh, fear the beard works. They don't care. Listen, they have a direct line to Santa, so. Yeah, you know, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they might end up on Santa's naughty list if they do that, though. (laughs) You never know. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic, man. Well, real quick, before we move on, obviously, there's a lot more I want to talk with you about. No worries. Where can the good people buy tickets for this event if they would like to? Okay, so we have two options for you. If you are in the Durham region, uh, there is 8-Bit Beans, which is located in Whitby. It's a really cool retro-type arcade and cafe. Uh, they do their own coffee brewing there of their own bean line. Uh, they also have all kinds of classic arcade games, pinball games, all kinds of things that are very retro and nostalgic. If uh, you spent as much time in an arcade as I did as a kid, you're going to love that place. It is a great place to go and just have a good time. Uh, just uh, shoot some pinball, play those games, and just, you know, remember all those good times when we were kids when you got to go and spend all those quarters without having to do as much quarter spending this time. And uh, if you are not in the Durham region or if you would prefer uh, just for convenience to be able to get your tickets online, um, we do have that option available as well um, through e-transfer. We would uh, have you contact Leanne at slamthestigma.ca. Uh, for any more uh, information regarding the tickets uh, and to uh, acquire them. Uh, We are, I believe, out of our front row tickets now. Uh, So we do still have general uh, admission on the floor available for $20 in advance. Uh, The price will go up at the door. Um, There is also uh, general admission in the stands of the arena. And those are available for $10. So we wanted to make sure that the price point was something that everybody who wanted to come could be there for. Uh, we didn't want to price this out of people's uh, means, especially for something as important as mental health, because we understand that like everybody is having a difficult time these days. We weren't looking to break anybody's bank. We wanted this to be inclusive and something that would be able to be reached by anybody who wanted to be there. So we wanted to make sure we kept the uh, pricing reasonable and something that a family could afford. That's fantastic. Man. It's going to be a great event. And uh, I, Implore everybody listening. If for some reason you're hemming and hawing about going, you should you should for sure go. That's going to be a wonderful day of wrestling and fun, and also you know some spreading the good word about things, right? Thank you. And just one last thing uh, regarding people: uh, if you cannot come because for whatever reason you're listening to this from outside of an area where you can travel to Oshawa for the show, uh, we are going to be doing a live stream. Um, with a charitable donation, uh, we're going to be we're trying to reach as many people as possible with this, and we're trying to raise as much funds as we can. Uh, we understand that maybe not everybody can make that trip. We hope you do, because as I said, for like as little as ten dollars, you can be there live and in person, cheering on your favorites and booing the bad guys. But if you cannot do that, we will have another option available because we don't want this to be out of reach of anybody who wanted to participate. And we also will be uh, setting up something as well uh, for anybody who wanted just to donate to the cause, donate to the charity, um, so we can make sure that uh, we get as much money into these programs to help these youth as possible. Every single penny after we cover our costs is going to the charity. We are taking nothing from this. That's great. I mean, for someone like myself who, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping to make it for the event, but I'm also like, uh, it's going to be a bit of a sketchy day with my work schedule. That's really exciting to hear about the the live stream. And, you know, that'll be that'll be fantastic, man. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a a wonderful event. And again, folks, I'll have a link down below with all this information in the website. If you guys would like to do uh, check it out and, and support it, which you absolutely should. Changing gears here a little bit from Brian Renda, the promoter, to Brian Renda, the professional wrestling referee. How did you get started in this crazy, wonderful world of professional wrestling, man? So, um, as most people do, you get started as a young kid. I was uh, captured by all the pageantry, all the you know colorful characters, all the stories that they used to tell when I was very, very young. I have been very fortunate to... Uh, and I'm dating myself when I say this, to have been around for some of the best eras of wrestling. And I was able to get my start in wrestling um, before probably I was even able to go to school at that point. Um, 
I would see wrestling uh, as a young, young child with both uh, my uh, uh, father's uh, dad and my mother's mom. Uh, my dad also used to bring me to shows all the time. He took me uh, to see like pay-per-views back before they were pay-per-views when they were still on closed circuit. I got to see the uh, WrestleMania three as it happened. Like that's something that most people like never had those opportunities, especially back in those days when it was really difficult to get access to those closed circuit events. My dad used to take me to shows all the time. It was something we really, really enjoyed. It was something that we became very, very close through. Um, my mom had a little bit of uh, interest in wrestling, not nearly as much as my dad, but she also supported it as much as she possibly could. Um, so I was very, very lucky. And um, unfortunately, both my parents have passed on since. Uh, but I do have a lot of great memories of that time watching with them and going to shows with them. Um, when it comes to my own personal involvement in wrestling, um, I started getting into local indie wrestling back in Niagara, where I'm originally from. Um, I got to see the original like Neo Spirit, Fighting Spirit Pro, all the events that used to be held down there. You know, I got to see all kinds of talents as they were up and coming. Like Eric Young was breaking in at the time and he was putting on ladder matches that were insane for that time. Like, you know, especially, but even now, you know, I got to see all kinds of great talent come through that area. And as I started going to more and more uh, local indie events, um, I started uh, wanting to do more. Uh, I, it had always been a dream of mine to be involved with wrestling since I was a little kid. Um, so from that point, I helped out any way I could with any of the local promotions. I did ring crew for probably about three, four years, uh, just that and doing whatever, like assisting they could use for that point. Um, and just one day at a show, I don't know what ever made me do this. Cause I'm not the type of person to ask for things or approach people, uh, makes my anxiety go through the roof, to be honest. Um, one day I just went up to the promoter while we were setting up and we had everything ready and stuff. And I just said, Hey, if I wanted to do something a little more like refereeing, what would I need to do? And his response was, do you want to ref tonight, kid? So <laughs> I literally got thrown <laughs> into the ring with absolutely no training. I had no business being there and it showed, um, I got put into the main event. And I'm to this day, I still have no idea why he did that. Whoa. Uh, but this, he, he, he knew. He took one look and said, you know what? This oh, guy's going to be the greatest referee in Canadian history right here. Yeah. Well, if that's what he thought, he was wrong. Because <laughs> um, so the, the, the storyline that they were doing was for control of their company. They had a, a year plus long storyline at this point. If the promoter lost, he lost control of his company. Now I'm refing this match. At one point during this match, somebody comes to the ring, climbs up on the apron, and punches the promoter right in front of me. This was a worker, to be clear. This was a wrestler. But nobody had told me anything about this. And I remember one of the things he said to me before the show, you know the rules of wrestling you've been watching, right? And I said, yeah, you know, you, know, you count to five if he's on the ropes or choking, ten if he's out of the ring, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, one of the rules of wrestling is if there's outside interference, it's a disqualification. Now, at the time, nobody smartened me up, as they say, to the booking for the match. So I was not aware of this interference. Really? Oh, at wow. all. I was going to ask that if it was if it was still early enough that you were even aware that, you know, let's be real for a quick sec, suspending this belief, pro wrestling, all that fun <laughs> stuff. You know, it's a work, folks. Uh, yep. <laughs> for those who don't know. Um, so at that point, you weren't even aware of that. No, I was literally told that the heel, the bad guy, was going to be winning and okay. getting control of the company. Um, that was all I was told. I wasn't even told to finish at that point, which in this day and age uh, now, after doing this for 15 years, blows my mind, especially for such an important storyline. Especially for your first time. Yep. <laughs> Holy cow. So I see this right in front of me because nobody distracted me. Nobody did anything. I see blatantly the guy punch the baby face, the good guy right in the face. Now I should have by the rules of wrestling called for the bell awarded the match to him, which would have kept him in control of the company and ruined their entire year long plus storyline. And for whatever reason, I at least was smart enough to go. If I do that, I'm messing everything up and feebly 
gave the interfering uh, person uh, a reprimand and said, hey, you can't do that. You're not in the match. And it looked pathetic and it looked horrible. <laughs> and it's just as bad as everything you're probably thinking right now. Um, thank God, shortly thereafter, uh, they went into the end of the match, the finish, and the bad guy won. He got control of the company. And that was my introduction to this wonderful world of working in pro wrestling. Well, listen, you, you just let them fight. You knew it was important. So you knew there needed to be a decisive winner and loser. Yeah, uh, it's a good <laughs> thing I did let them fight uh, because uh, I, I, I still to this day can't understand why a promoter would put a green kid like me with no training in that match, let alone in something that was so important for their whole story for the promotion. But uh, the more I've learned about that promotion and about wrestling in general, the more I'm not at all surprised. Um, it, it was just a, it was a welcome to the biz kid. Apparently, uh, I got heat from some of the people on the show who were upset that this new kid was being put in the main event. Like it was my choice. It was all kinds of a fun and a good learning experience. Um, uh, I don't think that promotion ran for a whole lot longer, although they were a regular promotion in Niagara at the time. Um, and I think it's, uh, probably stuff like that that contributed to it, to be honest. But yeah, that was my wow. intro. And, That's uh, wild. That it was all it was all downhill from there. No, I'm just I'm good. It was all downhill from there. No, um, from there I got a chance to start refing more in Niagara thanks to a couple other people who helped me out. Um, there was a uh, manager who is very well known in Niagara, maybe uh, not for the best reasons sometimes he would admit, but uh, infamous Jay Moore helped me out a lot. Uh, he got me some uh, spots on different other shows. I was able to get contact uh, with other uh, wrestling companies start branching out from there um, and get more experience and start learning all of the uh, ins and outs and the fun up and downs of professional wrestling. And uh, eventually uh, that led me to work in Kingston where I met uh, all the uh, crew that, you know, Oh, the wonderful gaggle of uh, the motley crew, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, uh, because I was, was able to start working up at those OCW shows in Kingston, I eventually met my wife there. So it's a small world after all. Well, there this, you go. The wrestling world uh, has changed my life for the better, sometimes for the worst, but there's been a lot of good that's come out of it. And if I hadn't asked, hey, if I want to ref, what do I what do I do that night? My whole life would be completely different. Not the least of which is I would never have met or married my wife. It all stems from that. So yep. let's, you know, let's be grateful. Oh, I'm for very that, grateful. Obviously. I'm very grateful for everything. <laughs> Even when wrestling has uh, been, shall we say, uh, rough. Even when there's been a lot of negative experiences, because I'm not going to sugarcoat it in wrestling. There are anybody who does this will tell you that. Uh, I am still very grateful. I've been a very fortunate person to be able to do all the things that I've done. Um, I was able to um, wrestle in front of my mother. Uh, I was able to manage. I've helped with running shows. I've helped with production. I've done so many things in wrestling I never, ever would have dreamed of. And just if I had been able to continue just working with that show and helping with their ring and being able to be part of that group, that would have probably made me the happiest kid in the world when I was younger. I've done so much more and I'm so grateful and I'm so appreciative of everything that I have. It's a really cool intro to the, you know, to the, to the sport or to the business, whatever you want to call it. But even from the standpoint of someone who was always just an onlooker and then, you know, tagging along with my dear friend, Mr. Jason Reese, uh, <laughs> to, to, you know, become the, uh, someone who helps out selling merch to then having the opportunity one night to help take down the ring. Like that was like the cool. And I was like, Hey, I'm good now. Like I, I, I got to help tear down a ring and that was the coolest thing ever. Once you. So after you did that match and you were like, I can't believe they let me do that. Holy cow. And kind of the <laughs> dust settled, so to speak. What was like, what was the next step from there? Did you start to train? Did you, did they give you the rule book, so to speak? Wink, wink. Like how did, how did all that work out? <laughs> so, uh, a couple people, uh, who saw just how helpless I was, um, and, uh, gave a, a young kid the benefit of the doubt when quite frankly, they didn't, did not have to. Um, did help me out and did start trying to go, Hey, look, you know, you obviously want to learn. You obviously want to do this the right way. Uh, let us help you. 
Um, I got help from so many people, especially um, people who really didn't have to give me the time of day. Uh, just to give a couple examples, uh, just of people that some of uh, your listeners may know. Um, Sean Spears, who is currently working in AEW, he was Ty Dillinger in WWE, uh, saw me at that show, saw that I had no clue. And, you know, he tried to help me every time I saw him in the years before and after um, uh, I actually got properly trained. He always took a, a proper investment in making sure I was OK, checked in on me and helped me out any chance he could. Um, I'm actually fortunate enough to be able to work with him again coming up on May 20th in Niagara Falls as my home promotion back there. Neo wrestling starts again. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, another person who helped me out uh, that very first day, and ironically, a friend of mine who also started refereeing that day got his match. Um, uh, so people would know him possibly as Brody Lee, but uh, Luke Harper, John Huber, who unfortunately has passed away, uh, took me aside, helped me out. Um, he was a great man. I was very lucky to have met him then at any point, let alone then. Um, and he was somebody who also shared my passion for, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Yeah. Was, he was from Rochester. So that yeah, was something so was we got to, to bond over. <laughs> you guys talk about the Leafs, obviously. Of course. So like, this is what I mean. Like I'm so fortunate. I've gotten a chance to do so many things with so many amazing people. And there are some really good people in wrestling who, saw a scared kid and helped him out. Um, I was uh, further trained by uh, Ontario indie referee, um, Harry D, who also has worked with a lot of big companies. Um, he took me under my, uh, under his wing rather, um, and helped me out immensely. Jimmy Corderas, who also uh, worked for WWE for years, helped me out immensely. Um, those two men alone, um, the, just the, the time and the friendship that they have given me, let alone just all the advice, answering all my questions, um, letting me do their seminars and their classes and stuff. I first really came into my own as a referee because of those two men, Harry D and Jimmy Corderas. Um, without them, I would still be that really clueless kid who didn't know what he was doing. Um, if I have done anything right in wrestling, I owe it to them. I give them all the credit in the world because those two took me on their, their wing and did so much for me. And I will forever be grateful for that. Definitely some, some wonderful names mentioned. I mean, obviously Jimmy Corderas is pretty much everyone knows Jimmy Corderas. If you watch wrestling from the, the two thousands era, and even I think a little before then too, you know, the late nineties and that, you know, he was, I think he, he was, was around, around in the eighties even possibly. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't I, sure. I, how... I, I, I would have to double check, um, but I'm pretty sure he was helping uh, with them. If nothing else with uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff before he broke into yeah, refereeing. Yeah. But the... J Jimmy's been all around forever. Like in the, in like the places that Jimmy and Harry have been alone, like those guys didn't have to give me anything and they still helped me out. Obviously, as much as it's it's well known that there's a lot of shadiness and stuff in the independent wrestling scene, it's like there's also a lot of just really great people you come across. And my experience has always been, for the most part, wonderful from the fans' perspective. But yeah, obviously, there's some not so great people you can come yeah, across, but there's a I lot feel, of great ones. I feel like you're going to encounter that in any line of life, though. Right. So, you know, um, you know, just to come full circle to mental health, uh, in a lot of cases, a lot of what we experience in life can be looked at as really bad, really good, somewhere in between. How we take things and what we focus on, I think, is really important. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of very bad things that have happened in wrestling. I've seen a lot of things. I've worked with people who are just scum of the earth. But I've also seen and, and uh, worked with a lot of amazing people who do amazing things. If you focus on that negative, you're going to only see the dark. But if you choose to try to focus on the, the positive, and I'm not talking about like the over the top toxic positivity where everything's great, no matter how much your world is falling apart. But if you try to focus on the good things in life and focus on the good people and give your time and energy to those things and those people, your life's going to be a lot better for it. And it'll help your mental health as well. It's something that I've learned on my mental health journey because I started out in wrestling very young. I started my mental health journey very young. You know, wrestling got me through a lot of really bad times. They also contributed to some really bad times, unfortunately, as well. But I'm going to focus on the good times and the good things. And we all have a choice at the guests at the end of the day of how we look at stuff. And I know, obviously, it's not always so cut and dry and it's not necessarily something that everybody can do. 
But if you want to focus on the positive and you try your best, your life's a lot better for it. Being able to recognize that even when, when you're in maybe a dark place and like, Hey, you know what? I'm in a dark place, but this is where you need to focus on, whether it's a, a passion you have, or I, I talk so much on this podcast. I'm like a broken record about a, a lot of people I speak with, um, not necessarily on the podcast, but just in daily life, a lot of their mental health uh, struggle comes from, you know, Oh, I'm in this job that I hate. And Oh, I wish I could, I could do this one day. I wish I could try and do that. What, regardless of what it is, it's like, well, start, start doing that start working towards that whatever it is everyone needs something that they that if, if if you want to do it like go for it it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter if it's something that might take you five years to achieve well today's the day start now every day take a step towards that every day do something for yourself put yourself first you know that it's so important to and that can be you know you know what? I really feel like having a pudding cup. Well, you know what? Have a pudding cup. Like just oh, you treat yourself. I really, yeah. I really want to start crocheting. Cool. Rock that crochet. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you can do what you need to do for your own mental health. And it, you don't want to even look back, you know, years from now and be like, oh man, like I wish I had surrounded myself with more positivity. I wish that I tried to be a more positive person or try to you know, achieve things that I wanted to achieve. Like, it's just, it's so important to surround yourself with positivity as much as you can. Not the over positivity, like you mentioned, like that almost like toxic positivity where it's like, hey guys, everything's fantastic all the time. It's like, okay, hang on. Like, let's <laughs> oh, let's back up a bit here. Like, you know, it, it's good to have a, a positive outlook, obviously, which I try to have, but sometimes it's just like, uh, like it's okay to have those moments too, right? Exactly. And I think that's the key. Not everything's going to be great, but you know, you have a choice in life of what you want to do with your life. You're given so many years and so much time. Do you want to waste that time and that energy on things that really don't matter? Do you want to waste that time and energy on people who don't matter, which is something that unfortunately I had to learn the hard way how to stop doing that. And I'm not perfect. I still do at times. Uh, there are times I do get into a dark space myself. But at the end of the day, it's your life. You have to live it. At the end of the day, if you have regrets, that's on you. And I know for a fact that I would have regretted it if I never started this journey in pro wrestling. If I hadn't spoken up that day, which was so out of character and asked, hey, I want to do this. What do I need to do? I wouldn't be here right now. I literally probably, and this is not an exaggeration, wouldn't be on this earth right now. Forget wrestling. Forget in this interview. You know, you have to start to take control of your life. You have to start taking those steps to do whatever it is, whether it's wrestling, whether it's otherwise. If that's something you want to do, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your upbringing is. People come from absolutely nothing from really bleak circumstances and achieve greatness. And people who come from great circumstances and great backgrounds sometimes do nothing with their life. We all have a choice and it's not something that I'm going to try to even pretend is something that is easy because it's not, but we can choose what we want to do with our lives. And I think both between the pandemic and my parents passing just before that, it really made me realize just how quickly this can be gone. It really made me realize just how short life is and how at the end of the day, we are responsible for our own happiness. We have a choice to pursue the things that we love, or we can put all their energy into the things that we hate. And, you know, I'm not perfect. There are days where I struggle with this, but at the end of the day, most days, I choose to focus on the good. And because of that, I have so many friends and people I consider family from this business. Uh, a lot of them were at my wedding. Um, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by the people that I have in my life. I'm very lucky to be able to be part of the wrestling business. I'm very lucky to have all these things, even though that there's been a lot of things in my life that haven't gone great. I focus on that. That's all we can do at the end of the day, because we need to shape our lives. There's nobody else who's going to do it for us. Exactly. And like I said, even if it's just one step towards something that you want, it's so... 
I, I get asked all the time, like if I had a nickel, I'd be a millionaire. How many times people have asked me, Hey, like, I want to like do a podcast or, Hey, I want to like start a band. I want to do this. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, well, Hey, here's a couple things you can do, but it's just take that first step. Exactly. Whatever it is, whatever the outlet you want is take that first step. It is so important. If, if you just, and I'm, I'm not trying to be ugly when I say this folks, because I mean, Hey, <laughs> listen, I do it too. But if you just, the time that you do have to, to pursue things that you want to do or for yourself, you just spend, you know, laying on the couch, watching the same shows on Netflix and eating Cheetos. Well, after doing that so much, yeah, your mental health is going to suffer. Like, you know, some days you need that. Let's, let's be real, you of know, course. but also if, you know, you have a three day weekend or something and you spend the entire time doing that. It's like, Oh, well, I just wasted all that time. Like, Oh, I should have at least gone for a walk or something or like taking my dog to the park. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's important to also compartmentalize. Okay. Hey, I need time to recover and recharge, but then also I want to do this. Let's take that first step. Agreed. Self-care is very important. There is Absolutely. nothing wrong with mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. We all need to take a step back and take a break. Um, if I'm going to be blunt and frank, I was at a really bad point in my mental health journey um, recently. I took a, a month essentially for myself, uh, got away for a while, got away from things, disconnected, and went off the grid and just focused on myself. And I'm not the type of person to generally do that. And I always used to believe that that was something selfish, but it's something we need to do for ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves. We can't help anyone else. And at the end of the day, it was a real hard lesson to learn, but I think I'm finally starting to learn that I'm trying to do more to take care of myself. I'm trying to do more to address the mental health uh, issues in my life. I'm trying to do more to be a better person and just not dwell on the negativity. I think we all have our journey in something like this. Everybody's got struggles. Everybody has mental health days. Everybody has their obstacles in life. We choose how we want to approach those things. And some days it feels like we have no choice. But even on those days, if we just try to do one little thing positive, one thing to work towards a goal, one thing towards trying to, to improve ourselves, just getting out of bed some days, if that's all it is, that's a victory. For people who are going through a really bad stretch or handling really bad depression, if you just take care of yourself and change your clothes and have a shower or something basic like that. I know it sounds silly, but for some people, when it comes to mental health, that's a struggle. And it's something that takes all their effort to do. And, you know, I'm sure there are people listening to this who say, I've been there. I have gone through that. And it's not something that's talked about a lot because we try to, to just kind of not really address those things, which is sad, which is a big part of, like I said, why we were trying to eliminate the stigmatization around mental health. because. I know there are a lot of people who probably have never spoken about these things that go through those things. They don't ever talk about it, but you know what? You are not alone. You are not the first person. You are, will not be the last. And you are currently one of probably millions that are dealing with this right now. Reach out. Don't isolate yourself and make sure that you get whatever support, surround yourself with good people, get the professional support if you need to, to make sure that those things are something that is taken care of, to take care of yourself. You know, that is a big part of the reason why, aside from wanting to give something back to wrestling, which has given me so much, that I was wanting to do this mental health endeavor. Because real life can be really, really rough. And it doesn't always play out like a wrestling storyline. The good guy doesn't always win. Uh, in the end, sometimes people get cheated. Sometimes people get screwed over and sometimes life will kick you while you're down and it doesn't feel fair. But at the end of the day, if you keep picking yourself up, you keep going forward, you keep taking those steps to whatever it is that your passion and dreams and love of whatever pursuit it is, is if you keep following that at the end of the day, the good guy will win. You just got to keep going. The, the semicolon in the, uh, in the logo, obviously that's something that sometimes taking that pause to take a step back, to reevaluate. That's something that I think a lot of people, we saw that happen a lot during the pandemic. I know I can speak for myself, you know, where 
you know, I was facing a lot of anxieties with this being, you know, someone who was cleans for a living in a public area. Like, you know, obviously there was a lot of fears, but then also there was a lot of anxieties with having to deal with people again once everything opened back up. And that was something that I went like, whoa, I'm in the middle of a shopping mall and I'm like, I can't breathe. What is this feeling? I have never had this before. What's going on? And, but then also learning to compartmentalize my life a little bit more because like a lot of people pre pandemic, it was like, you're almost like you're just going a hundred miles an hour all the time. And it's like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's learn. Okay. What, what can I do to, what should I focus on? I need to, I need to take, I learned, I need to get better care of myself. I need to make sure I have a day at least once a week where I can just be a, you know, and what I said earlier, folks, by the way, that was more me calling myself out because I had a three day stretch where I was <laughs> afterwards. I went, Oh, like I should have done this. I should have done that. It's a bit of, it's a learning experience for me too, of course. But, um, it's like, it's so important to have that. And I mean, I, I, I have, you know, at least make sure I have one day a week where I can have a bit of a self care day, whatever it is. Whether it's I'm going to sit in podcasts and talk to my buddies or I'm going to spend time with the wife and we're going to go do something. Or if I'm just going to sit alone and play some video games. Like I, I make sure I have that time because it's so crucially important and I only support myself with, I only, excuse me, I only surround myself with wonderful positive people because it's just, I've done the other thing, especially in this world that I'm in the content creation world and that there is so it, it is scary how negative things can be. And it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to stay over here and, and just everyone's out to have a bad day. But for the most part, I'm, I'm going to stay over here with these people. These people are cool. They're positive. They're happy. Let's, let's just stay over here. Let's not worry about these people over here who are just always negative. I think it's, and again, there's a big difference between someone who's negative all the time and someone who's maybe going through their own mental health struggles to me there's there is a very big, big difference to there's yeah to that, there certainly you know? is mm -hmm. there certainly is and this is what i was saying about the choice i obviously you can't control uh if you're having a chemical imbalance in your brain you can't control uh a mental health disease that affects you uh, absolutely that is something that you can't change you can only manage and work with but you can choose not to be around negative people. You can choose to remove yourself from toxic people. You can choose to establish and set firm boundaries with people that take away from your health and your, your happiness. Those are things we all can do. And those are things we all need to do. And as a society, we're getting better about talking about that kind of stuff. When I was in school, there was absolutely no way I would have ever felt comfortable discussing any of these things. Um, even with professionals, even with like the, uh, counselors or whatever, because it wasn't taken seriously then. Um, my son, when he was growing up, had a very different experience. It is good to see that in this day and age, we are treating mental health as a health issue. Yes, there are still some people who still want to treat it like it's a joke. There are people who want to ridicule and mock those who are going through this, which is really sad and speaks more about their character than anything else. But as a society, we are improving. And we had a lot of really tough conversations during and after the pandemic about how we all need to be better towards other people and how we need to be better towards ourselves. And I'm really happy to see that because there's absolutely no way we could have done an, uh, an, an endeavor like slam the stigma 10 years ago, even probably because mental health was still looked at as something that was weakness still looked at as something that was a failing in that person rather than the fact that they are struggling and it's a health and medical matter. Nobody would ever sit there and go and f say, uh, you deserve it. If somebody got cancer because of bad choices they made in their life, everybody would feel bad for that person who has cancer, which as they should. But for whatever reason, when it came to mental health, we looked at it completely different. We treated it like that person wasn't strong enough, wasn't uh, taking the right steps in life. It's not something that should be looked at that way. It is a medical issue. I suffer from depression. I suffer from anxiety. I have CPD, PTSD from experiences that happened in my life. I am not shy about talking about those things because I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we try to lift the veil 
and get rid of the fog that surrounds mental health because there is a lot of ignorance. It's not necessarily people being intentionally malicious. It's a lot of ignorance. People don't realize just how widespread mental health issues are. People don't realize just how easy it is, especially from childhood traumas and things like that, that leads to addiction and all kinds of things like that. People need to educate themselves and be more aware. And that's part of what we're trying to do. That's part of our goal with this whole thing. Wrestling is the uh, vehicle to achieve these things. These shows are something that we're going to do to try to bring people in. But at the end of the day, the shows are secondary to helping people reach out to mental health uh, resources, to helping people realize they're not alone, to helping people realize stigmatization of mental health is something that needs to be removed from society. And we all need to be better people to each other and better people to ourselves and give people more chances in life to try to come out of that pit of really horrible despair and be a better person moving forward. And some people haven't unfortunately been surrounded by uh, the right people and have unfortunately not. uh... (sighs) It's hard to talk about. I'm sorry, just because we have all known people that we lost because of mental health. And some people unfortunately didn't come out the other side intact, even if they did physically survive. But if we try to be better people and try to help people out and try to do the things that matter to try to minimize that we're going to be a better world. And at the end of the day, we just all want to leave a legacy that this world's a better place and that our lives and everything we did in them mattered. And we made people happy and we made people feel like they were special. And if we can do that and we can help people realize we are all in this together, then this world will be such a better place. And let's all just leave it a better place. That's all I ask. It's a beautiful sentiment, man. And I think it's such a great, strong message. And I would actually love to kind of wrap up on that message because I just think that's what, what else can I say really to, to further that it's a wonderful organization that you have going and it is a, uh, it's going to be a great event. I can't wait to continue to see Slam Stigma, you know, doing its thing and spreading the word because it's, it's so important to talk about this and yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, can't say how, how great it is to be able to talk with you and have this conversation. And, you know, I, I look forward to having many more of them with you for sure. I can't wait, buddy. TJ, you're the man. And thank you for shining a light on this and for helping this message reach others. People like you are grid people in this world. We need more like you. Thank you, man. I appreciate the heck out of you, Brian. Thanks so much, buddy. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you have it, folks. My chat with professional wrestling referee and Slam the Sick promoter, Brian Renda. That was a really just wonderful, powerful chat. And Brian, thank you so much again, my man, for coming on and not only sharing your story, but helping to spread the word of mental health and what Slam the Sigma is trying to do in spreading the awareness that is needed for mental health. And that was just uh, a really great chat, my friend. So thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who tuned in for that. If you are new here, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a like if you enjoyed this conversation. Brian will definitely be back on sometime to just, uh, talk some wrestling in general as this conversation rightfully so was more focused on slam the stigma and mental health but uh, i'd love to have him back on sometime just to kind of tell some some fun stories uh, over the course of his wrestling career as a referee and also as a manager and as an actual wrestler in the ring so definitely stay tuned for that sometime coming up on the show be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out if you'd like to support the show 
you can do so by checking us out. We have a Facebook and Instagram under The Hotter Show. We also have a Discord. If you are into Discord and you want to join up, let me know. I will send you a link for the Discord. We have a lot of fun on there. I go live on there as much as possible. We also, you know, have fun conversations in the chat and share memes and songs and things of that nature. So it's a really fun place I try to keep as entertaining and positive as possible because that's how I think you should be in the world. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, this Hunter guy, he's all right. I, I, I think I want to support him a little more than that. Obviously, just follow me on social media, following the podcast, setting the podcast up for auto download, by the way, on Spotify and iTunes helps immensely. That is a big way you can help the show. But if you want to go to the extra mile, we do have a Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash the harder show. You can find us on there. We have a $1, $5 and $10 tier. Anything above the $5 tier will get you access to the exclusive horror narration podcast that I do, Hatred Trepidation, which is slowly growing into this really fun thing that's kind of sort of developing a bit of a mind of its own in its own fan base, which is always fun when a project kind of becomes something you didn't really expect. But also, you will get shout outs on every single episode of the show that I'm going to do very shortly here, access to exclusive channels on the Discord, and more things to come as the Patreon grows. But even the $1 a month tier is going to get you access to the Discord as well as some behind the scene things. And I'll give you a shout out on every single episode of The Hotter Show. Not just once, but every single episode, I will always give a shout out to all my patrons. No matter how many patrons there might be, you'll always get a shout out because my wonderful Patreon supporters, my hardheads, always deserve a shout out. Like Scott Duquette, Ronan Komori of Baseline Feed. Wolf Delta Pi of Baseline Feed, Actor Extraordinaire Eric Phones, Writer Extraordinaire Arthur Unk, Mike Quintero of Shutter Radio, formerly Mike's Mystery Mansion, Author C.M. Peters, also of Baseline Feed, My Man Jason Reese from J. Digital Arts, Kelly Sisson, Terry and Janet Hodder. That's right, the people who are in the most indirect but direct way possible for this podcast, our patrons, <laughs> which is always a super fun, lame joke to make. Mr. Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice. And last but absolutely not least, my boy, Neil Skrupa of Necrotic Voice, who you may or may not hear coming up on the next episode of Tapes Jeopardation. So stay tuned for that. And if you would like a little shout like that at the end of every single episode of The Harder Show, that $1 a month, it's all you need. You'll get that as well as access to some fun behind the scene things and the discord five dollars or above gets you access to the tape trepidation ten dollars or above will get you all that plus i may or may not have some merch stuff coming once i hit my goal which i am very very close to and at the ten dollar or above you're gonna get a discount and i may or may not throw something your way too for being a ten dollar once the store launches who's to say but either way even if you're not a patron and you just support the podcast Share it, like it, subscribe, rate, ratings help a bunch. I just seriously appreciate it, especially if you're still listening. I appreciate you so very much. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Go support Slam a Stigma, like him on Facebook, all the links down below. And I will catch you next time right here on The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys. Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woo-hoo! Often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.